0: Welcome everybody to episode 145 of TLDR podcast. Much like the entire Oilers and Kings uh, series, just the Oilers have been on the penalty kill. TLDR podcast is on penalty kill. Alex is uh, Alex is uh, is away with us. He is away from us. He's um, in Europe with his loving wife for their um, honeymoon. Finally, um, Alex, we hope you uh, hope you're having a good time there. I, I mean, just telling just told telling by your uh, Instagram, you know, updates. It seems like you are. Um, you know, with uh, we're, we're hoping that continues. Um, but you know, first week of, of NHL and NBA playoffs are, are you know, have come and gone. Um, interesting storylines to say the least in some in some respects. Um, officiating across the entire NHL has been mind boggling. Um, and you know, that and that's that's not to say anything of the uh, of the NBA uh drama that we've seen, but uh, let's go around the horn and see how everybody's doing, James. We had a pretty uh pretty intense weekend of fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that
1: was that was a lot. And I'm, I'm glad we, we did it, but uh, happy belated birthday to Jose. Dirty 30 for him, and that was a lot of fun. We uh, had our buddy Sunny flying from Montana. But pretty much, it started on Friday. Did a little hike that trading missed out on because he was late, as always. Um, got some vegetarian food, which I was not a fan of. Went to see Dungeons & Dragons, went to Dave & Buster's, went to breweries, went to watch some sports. Good day. Saturday, we went to brunch at Kimmy's. So if you guys know what Kimmy's at in Orange, phenomenal place. And then we went bowling, and then we went mini-golfing, and then we tailgated the Angels game. that had great seats at the Angels game to watch them lose in the ninth inning. That was also fun. Jose messed that one up. Uh, <laughs> and then Sunday, we uh, just went to Jose's house because, you know, he was having a party. He bought a lot of food, drank a lot. And uh, it was just a good, wholesome – never ending fun and laughter kind of weekend. It was good.
0: Yeah. Um, it, it, it's nice to, you know, it's nice to get all the friends together and, and do that. Um, especially for some 30th, you know, that's a, it's a big milestone. Um, Tyler, were you working all, uh, all weekend or did you have some time to, you know, have some fun yourself?
2: Um, yeah, I was working all weekend. Um, so that was fun. Uh, we were up in, um, Moraga, California, for those who don't know where that is, it's pretty much just a little bit inland of Oakland um, up there at St. Mary's College, uh, with LMU baseball, ended up taking two of three for the weekend. It was a good time. Um, you know we're 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 rolling, boys. We're 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 still in first place. Uh, we got three more weekends of baseball left to go, and then the tournament starts, and then who knows where it goes from there. So, uh, the Lions are rolling. Uh, feeling good about that. But uh, other than that, we're we're chilling. We're chilling. We love that. Um, you know, good luck to to the rest of the the season for you guys. Um. Tyler are you trying to go to game 6 on Saturday? Um I would like to unfortunately work's not going to be able to let me. Um but yeah, I would I would have loved. That's one of my bucket list things. I've never been able to go to a, a Kings playoff game. Um hopefully one day. Hopefully one day it'll happen. Oh, it, it'll
0: happen. Uh, you know, unfortunately not this se- not this season, but uh we know it will. Um, Let's jump right into the podcast. Um, James, we are just three days away from the NFL draft. Um, It is this Thursday's round one. And I think they only do round one on Thursday. And then after that, like, it doesn't matter. (laughs) So go ahead. Take it away. Pretty much. You are almost correct there. Round one is the big show.
1: Uh, The rounds after that, nobody really gets picked except if you're the Niners, because the Niners somehow find, you know, third round, fifth, fourth round, fifth round gems out there. Uh, But, yeah, we've been covering the draft stuff for a while. And even though Alex isn't here, he gave me his picks anyway, so it'll be fun. Top 10. Here we go. Starting off with number 10. Oh, actually, one thing. Aaron Rodgers got traded today. He is officially a Jet, which means our prediction for pick number 13 that the Jets originally have is now in the Green Bay Packers' hands. So I have no no idea how correct we are going to be. Probably not at all. But that's okay. Moving on to pick number 10. Philadelphia Eagles. Tyler, where are they drafting?
2: Yes, the Philadelphia Eagles, your defending AFC champions, are going to select Christian Gonzalez, cornerback out of Oregon. Uh, they're going to continue building that defense for the future. Obviously, they got a lot of good spots, but you know, money's going to be spent somewhere. Got to keep building that defense. Uh, they're going to go with Christian Gonzalez. Traded. What's the running count? Oh, I think it's like fifteen. Yeah, <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, so there you go. Fifteen.
1: Way to go, Ty. Yeah. I have B. John Robinson, running back out of Texas. He's kind of one of the you know best running backs to come out of the draft in years since Saquon. The Eagles have lost Miles Sanders. They need a running game, compliment to Jalen Hurts, because unless you want to run Jalen Hurts into the ground, the guy you just signed to like, the biggest contract in NFL history and guaranteed money. I don't think you want to do that. Preserve him, get one of the best running backs to ever come out of the draft and be John Robinson. Uh, Alex had Jalen Carter at the spot, mm-hmm. number 10. He, <laughs> In his opinion, Jalen Carter, his personality and stuff will make him drop a lot. Cause he is probably the consensus number one tr- pick in terms of just true talent level. But here he is at Alex's pick at number 10, number nine, Chicago bears trading with the picking.
0: I think they're going to look to protect Justin Fields. Uh, they're going to take uh Paris Johnson jr. Offensive tackle from the Ohio state. Uh, Tyler.
2: <laughs> yep. Paris Johnson jr. Offensive tackle of the Ohio state. Uh, it's a team need uh, not a ton of good offensive tackles in the draft. So they're going to go here. Wow. Okay. Y'all are weird.
1: Number nine, Peter Skaronsky, tackle Northwestern. I agree with the entire thing about having a your franchise QB, so I picked this guy instead. And last week I said that he wasn't even on my draft board. I was wrong. He's definitely at number nine. <laughs> Alex also had Peter Skaronski at number eight, or number nine. Number eight, Atlanta Falcons. Alex had Anthony Richardson. Tyler, who do you have?
2: I got Jalen Carter, defensive lineman of Georgia. Um, this is where I think he falls, as you mentioned, some off-field issues for this guy, so he's going to fall a little bit um th- nonetheless is a special talent i think the falcons will take a chance on him traded
0: um i i think they're actually going to take quarterback will levis from kentucky oh
1: okay i have him picking miles murphy edge out of clemson this dude had 6.5 sacks and 11 tackles for loss the falcons were the worst team in the league in terms of sacks last season get them some help there number seven las vegas raiders
0: trade New front office, new coaching regime. They're gonna look for um fixing the secondary. Needs help. Uh Devon, Devon Witherspoon out of Illinois. Oh, he's high for you. Wow, okay. Cornerback.
2: Tyler. I got the Raiders selecting Miles Murphy, defensive lineman out of Clemson. Uh this guy's got good good projections. I think they're gonna pick a Murphy here.
1: I agree with Traden and what their need is at number seven. So I picked Christian Gonzalez instead. Out of Oregon, cornerback, they gotta fix their secondary there. Alex had Christian Gonzalez. Number six, Detroit Lions. Tyler?
2: Uh, the Lions are going to go with Lucas Van Ness, edge rusher out of Iowa, paired with Aiden Hutchinson to create one of the best uh, young defensive duos in the NFL.
1: And the count is up to 16 because Alex also had Lucas Van Ness at number six.
2: Trading.
0: Um Agree on the position, just not the player. Uh, Tyree Wilson out of uh, Texas Tech fixed that spot.
1: Me and Trader are up to one because I agree with that. Tyree <laughs> Wilson, I think, is a better compliment to Agent Hutchinson than
0: Lucas Van Ness is. Number five, Seattle Seahawks. Straighten. Uh, Seattle Seahawks takes uh, Jalen Carter defensive t- uh, defensive tackle from Georgia. I agree with you there, too. Wow, that's two in a row.
1: Jalen Carter is probably the best prospect of this draft, but his off-field issues and the need for defensive line isn't as high this year. Jalen Carter is a monster.
2: Tyler. Uh, I got Seattle picking Tyree Wilson here um, out of Texas Tech. As you guys mentioned, uh, they're going to continue to rebuild that defense. 17 now? Because Alex also had the same thing.
1: <laughs> Number four, Indianapolis Colts. Tyler.
2: Uh, they're going to pick Anthony Richardson, quarterback out of Florida. Uh, they need a quarterback. He's the right fit with the current coaching staff. Uh, I think that's where they're going to they're go here.
1: Yep. I agree with you. So 18. With 19. Right guy. 19. There we go. Everybody pretty much has Anthony Richardson here, except for Alex, who has Will Levis. But you I do think, like, you think the risk is okay though? I think so. I mean, Shane Steichen is the head coach now. And he was the old offensive coordinator for the Eagles. And he Anthony Richardson has shades of Jalen Hurts in that dual threat game. That's what I'm seeing there, right? So I think that could actually work out really, really well if
0: Shane Steichen is a good head coach, which all signs point to yes number three Traden defensive end will Anderson from Alabama goes to the Arizona Cardinals I agree and so does Alex he's probably the safest pick of the draft this year all field
1: issues non-existent talent level extremely high with JJ Watt retired you gotta have you got to fill the need there somewhat the Arizona Cardinals are probably going to suck so I might as well pick the highest and most safe pick of this draft Tyler do you also have will Anderson
2: we do we all agree we all agree on this one boys we'll we'll understand here at number three
1: okay Here, here's when it gets kind of spicy here
2: number two houston texans tyler who are they drafting the houston texans are going to go with bryce young quarterback from alabama uh i believe he is the best quarterback in this draft um but he falls to the, the second pick just due to who who carolina is going to pick first
1: okay
0: Trade.
2: yeah i agree here um
0: I I I've been re watching things on sport uh you know Sports Center saying our Texans gonna take a quarterback. I'm not trying to overthink it. They're gonna take Bryce Young.
1: They, they definitely are. He is a very accurate passer, and if anything you see from D'Amico Ryan, the new head coach, he has the Shanahan offense, and what you need is an accurate arm out of that offense. Bryce Young is one of them. Bryce Young may be small, but I don't think it matters all that much. Russell Wilson pulled it off. Kyler Murray is kind of pulling it off. He got it. But unfortunately, C.J. Stroud is number two for Alex. So, Alex disagrees with all of you, all of us. Wow. Number one, I'm guessing we all have C.J. Stroud. Yep, yep. T- or trading except Alex. Alex, except for Alex. <laughs> Why do you have C.J. Stroud at number one?
0: Um, I I just think that it sounds like he's the, he's the favorite for first overall. I mean, I know he had a little bit of regression, but I just think that Carolina is just going to take who they think is the best quarterback in this draft. And, and I think that this is a guy that they, that they probably have a little bit more comfort in relative to Bryce Young, who had, who can be a little bit erratic. It sounds like
1: probably, why do you think he's going to number one?
2: Yeah, I think this is just the Panthers' preference. Um, I think he pro- projections wise, whether Bryce Young is better than CJ Stroud. You know, I think that's up for debate. But, you know, there's Ohio State connections there with the coaching staff. Um, I think this is the guy that they like, the guy that they're comfortable with. So that's the guy that 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 they're gonna pick.
1: I do like that. I do wish I had really thought this out and waited a little bit before I made these projections because all the reports coming out right now say that CJ Stroud is failing all the intelligence exams. Mm. So I don't know if he's even gonna be picked. the uh-huh. Top seven wow. is what it sounds like, but I have CJ Strata number one and I will stick with it.
0: What, what kind of so, a intelligence exams? What does that mean? Probably the SAT, right?
1: <laughs> There's like, uh, it's just like critical thinking, reaction time, all that stuff. It's pretty much like a concussion test for football players. It's like football related. Like, yeah.
0: Do they give you like play scenarios or. I think we should all take it one day. Honestly, should. I'll
1: find it and we'll all take it and we'll see how, how it works out. We should.
2: Rest. We honestly should. I would I'd be really curious that might be fun. the highest highest uh QBIQ on this on this podcast. <laughs> it's not even QBIQ, man, it's just IQ in general.
1: <laughs> like well, but, but uh, of- not necessarily it's critical thinking about other stuff too. Oh okay. It's like a seven minute test, it's super fast, but like he is not doing well on any of them. Hmm. Apparently, like people who don't do well on this test like don't get picked in the first round, and who knows what's not gonna happen with this. But uh that's it. Hmm. Picks one through ten, uh eleven through twenty-one last week. And then three weeks ago was twenty two through thirty one. So if you want to go back through all those before Thursday, feel free. Uh, We'll see who got the most right. Probably me, but yeah, thank you. Yeah,
0: probably probably you. Um, Well, we know Tyler. Well, it was with like twenty five of us. You know, matches us twenty five times. So you know, most of the time, if Tyler's right, where everybody everybody else is right. There you go. Um, Thank you, James. Um, Do you have a preview as to what you plan on covering this summer?
1: Probably some fantasy stuff and then uh definitely previews as we come get closer. Probably in July, start doing the previews again.
0: Be fun. Good deal. Good deal. Uh football season is uh is a few months away still, but um you know, we'll take a nice break uh with uh with football. We'll also take a nice break with uh this podcast. And when we come back, we're gonna talk about some MLB ODAMs after week four, three, four, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> welcome back thank you very much to uh sticking with us tyler you're gonna be talking about some mlbo dams oh damn we already have a suspension for the sticky stuff
2: yes yes we do it's uh max scherzer who was um, one of the guys most outspoken about not using sticky stuff um he got caught um and we got a little bit of a sticky situation going on in mlb at the moment so we're gonna talk about it. Let's let's go over what happened. This happened during uh last Wednesday's game against the Dodgers at Dodger Stadium. Uh Max Scherzer, you know, was ejected for using a sticky, a sticky substance. Um he which it comes with an automatic 10-game suspension. He did not appeal, so he's currently serving it. Um he's eligible to come back next week. Um he was warned. Uh, prior in the third inning, that he needed to wash his hands, his gloves. After they checked, there was some stickiness on his glove and his hands. Uh, so he, you know, went in and did what the umpires told him to do. Came back out for the fourth inning, was checked again, and according to the umpires, his hands were even stickier. Uh, so at that point, after the warning, he was ejected, um, and then obviously the uh, ten-game sus- suspension um, comes down. Um, Scherzer claims that all it was was sweat and rosin. Um, which we can get kind of more into that a little bit later. Um, but the umpire who ejected him, he claimed that it was the stickiest hands he has ever felt since the league-wide crackdown two years ago. Um, more so than just a little bit of rosin, which is a which is legal. Um, uh, but there there is a little bit of a gray area there that I'll get to in a second. Um, so before we kind of get into uh, everyone's opinion on this, I did want to release, or I wanted, to, I wanted to read MLB statement on this because I think it it, it kind of encapsulates everything. So just bear with me here as as, as a reader statement. So this is a statement from Major League Baseball. It said MLB reviewed relevant video and first person reports, including a report from the umpiring crew led by crew chief Dan Bellino. Despite having been warned earlier in the game, including being required to make an equipment change, that being his glove. Uh, Mr. Scherzer, I think it's funny how they use Mr. in these situations, but uh, he was found to be in violation of the foreign substance prohibitions of the official baseball rules prior to the bottom of the fourth inning. After being checked at the conclusion of the second inning, Mr. Scherzer was told to wash his hands prior to returning the next inning and that he would be inspected again prior to the third when Mr. Scherzer was inspected prior to pitching the third inning, the umpires found that his hands, his pitching hand was clean, but found a sticky substance in the pocket of his glove, and Scherzer was told to replace his glove. The umpires inspected Scherzer for a final time when he was walking off the mound to pit after the fourth inning, and he found that Scherzer's throwing hand was even more glossy and sticky than it was during the second inning during inspection, despite not even throwing a pitch. Based on the umpires' uh, training to detect rosin on a pitcher's hands, they concluded that the level of stickiness During the fourth inning check was so extreme that it was inconsistent with the use of rosin and or sweat alone. Both umpires reported difficulty removing the substance from their own hands for multiple innings afterward. Consistent with the official baseball rules, the umpires then appropriately ejected Scherzer from the game. So that's MLB side of it. Um, Just real quick on the whole rosin issue. I know that's something that a lot of people are not familiar with. Uh, Rosin is a substance that is regularly used by pitchers um, that helps to... Uh, with that helps with grip uh it's kind of this this white bag that um that's usually on the mound that pitchers can use from time to time um that can be manipulated with other substances uh for example sunscreen and it can create a more sticky and umpires are trained to notice the difference between like what's what's an acceptable use of rosin versus what's too much are you mixing with other things it's really complicated and it it gets the kind of this gray area with with rosin but scherzer's kind of um his defense was that he was using a legal substance, that being rosin, and that's all he was using. But obviously, you can get ejected for using rosin if it's used incorrectly. So that's kind of that's kind of the the the, the area there. It's a little confusing and it can be a little weird. But um, and for people who are wondering, did it actually improve Scherzer's spin rate? Like, was his stuff um, during that game was it was it better? Was it was it not? Uh, Scherzer's spin rate during that game was was the same as it normally was. Um, in some cases, on some of his pitches, they were even lower than normal. Uh, so whether or not that actually affected his pitching, who knows? So this is kind of a weird area. Obviously, Max Scherzer being one of the uh, one of the best pitchers in the game and one one of the best to ever do it, um, it's going to demand a lot of attention. So you know, there's Scherzer side of it, there's MLB side of it. I just want to ask the guys, like, what you're thinking of this, and like, kind of whose side are you on on this, and kind of what your your overall thoughts on on this one, uh, James? I'll start with you. This
1: is. Tyler, we talked about this like, I don't know, four weeks ago with the whole uh, LA clip or the Golden State Warriors uh, and Dallas Mavericks game about giving the umpires or the refs too much power to decide stuff that is based off of like subjection. And it's a very subjective thing. It's up to the umps to decide this is too much. Like there is no set guideline for how much is too much. But if I feel like it's too much, it has to be too much. And I think Phil Cuzzy, who the, the umpire that ejected Scherzer, has a major issue with this. Because of all three ejections that have happened since this rule came into place, he was the guy doing it. It's always him. Why is that? Why has nobody else done this except for this certain umpire? If, if it was really, like, a league-wide thing that every, every ump knew, then yeah, it would probably happen with more umps. But the three ejections that have happened have come from Phil There's Something's fishy about that. And I... Scherzer was like the biggest proponent against using sticky stuff. And if he says, yeah, I was just rosin, cool. It was just rosin, right? And the fact that it was in his glove hand. Am I right, Tyler? Like the sticky stuff was around in his glove hand. Yep. And yeah, you do see the the picture, like Scherzer take his glove off from time to time, but it's not every single time. And the amount of announcers that I've seen on Twitter or just on broadcast who have come to defend Scherzer and what he's done how when you take rosin you put a lot on it and you put water on it it does get stickier and the guy the announcers are like oh wow yeah it it legitimately feels stickier and nobody has really come out and said oh yeah Scherzer's the bad guy in this one i'm on the upside it's all been in defense of scherzer i'm surprised scherzer didn't appeal that i think he just wants to get it over with at this point because he's like that was stupid and the cool thing about being a starting pitcher is that he's really just he's losing one turn. He's not really losing ten games. He's losing one at this point. Maybe two if they're running a five-man rotation, which I think the Mets are. Uh, but still, like the fact of the matter is, it kind of it sucks that it kind of ruins his reputation after being so against it. But I think what people have to realize, and people who know Max Scherzer, and those who played with him and against him, probably know that he's not the kind of guy that would cheat. Probably know that he is a very, very much a winner, but in a work hard mentality kind of winner, taking <laughs> you no shortcuts kind of guy. And so I'm definitely on uh Max Scherzer's side. And I I don't like the subjectiveness and the amount of power that umps have. If you're gonna make it a rule, make it a guideline, something that cannot be manipulated based off what you think, like this. Cause Phil Cuzzy, man, he's he's odd. The guy's different
2: as are most umpires um yeah i would agree that you know it's 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 tough man this is this is a rule that when mlb announced that they're going to crack down on this it created a, a lot of 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 uh, outcry of how are you actually going to police this because there's there's so much variability in what's too sticky what's not sticky like as you mentioned there, it's it's really up to the, the umpire's discretion and if you have an umpire that is really on it and like is, is a little more strict about it then yeah you're going to have some of these issues and um, I think, uh, you mentioned sure not appealing, you know, I think he, his reasoning for not was because he, he, it was not going to be through a third party arbitrator. It was just going to be, he had to plead his case through MLB and he pretty much saw that as a losing battle and wasn't even going to, wasn't worth his efforts. He decided, um, she's going to take the 10 games, get it over with, move on kind of deal. But Traden, your, 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 your thoughts on this whole situation,
0: uh, I think I, you know, I, this one's tough because I really don't know much about the the rosin part. Like, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very new to that. So, um, you know, I, I guess just thinking out loud, I, I don't know if, if, if the rosin kind of reacts with sweat differently. Everyone sweats differently too, and I'm not sure if that means anything. I mean, look, I don't, I don't know what rosin does in, you know, in contact with with all these different type of substances. Um, you know, Max Scherzer was, you know, quite against the the you know was i think he was a proponent of the sticky stuff ban, uh if you got if um if i remember correctly so that that just leads me to think like why would he been like why now why would he why would he try and you know cheat now um i don't know why it's so arbitrary as to what you know what's sticky and what's you know what's sticky enough and what's not there's as james said only one ump that's that's uh you know kicked out some players for this i i don't know. say i don't i i really wish i uh I really wish I had, I had more, you know, you know, more, you know, to, to, to bring to this because to me, it just seems like a kind of a weird, like just a weird circumstance that it, it just seems like it had to be Max Scherzer that takes the fall. And it's really unfortunate that, that because he's thinks he's going to, you know, thinks that's going to be a losing battle that um he shouldn't appeal, which I don't think a player should have, should, should ever feel that way. You know, that's not, then, then why even make then, then there shouldn't even be an, an appeal anyway. Like, first of all, you should never have, you know, look we already know that umps are gonna are gonna back up their own that's that's the case and i'm pretty sure if i read correctly that an, that an umpire would be the it, it would be part of the you know arbitrage you know are the uh appeal process so you're appealing to a guy that's going to back up his own like that's just how it works like everybody's gonna do that Um, uh, you know it doesn't matter and so you're definitely fighting losing battle there should there should be no conflict of interest and it seems like there was and that there, if if this is going to be the case, then I think uh, I think it'll be interesting to see if in there's if there's ever a collective bargaining agreement in in, um, in the next few years if that's addressed, because a player just seems like they're they're powerless and it's like okay, well then it, you know it is what it is, which is a little bit of a a little bit of BS too. So I'm um, I'm probably on the side of Scherzer here. I don't think that I don't think it's warranted. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> that's all I really have to say on this one.
2: Yeah, I guess I, you know, I think it 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 creates a lot of confusion. Um, and I think that there's going to be a lot of more of this moving forward, um, in terms of guys getting you know ejected and you know, use use. I think really Scherzer's main argument and why it's why it's shitty is just because like he was using there was nothing illegal he was using right he wasn't using a banned substance it was just the situation of combination of of rosin sunscreen sh- sweat whatever it was created his hands to be sticky, which might have just been a natural you know, effect of what he was using and he wasn't using anything illegally, which I totally understand. I, I, I agree, James. I don't think anyone's going to, I don't think this is going to damper sure's reputation too much because I think he always already built up such a great one. Um, I don't think that th- this is a minor blip on 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 what is an amazing resume for um, for this guy. I feel like most people, I agree, James, don't feel like he's a guy that has been doing this and is doing this in bad faith at all. Um, and as you saw the number, like the whole, whole reason why people are cracking down on this is because, it can give a pitcher an advantage. It can create more spin rate. It can create, you know, more movement on the ball, but even with, you know, his hands being stickier, you know, his spin rate was not any better than it normally is. So who knows what that means guys. It's, it's, it's definitely an ongoing thing for MLB to figure out. Um, and we'll kind of see how this how this plays out moving forward, but um, just an interesting one that happened last week. Uh, my second, Oh damn. Um, of this segment is uh, the Oakland athletics. And it's not because of how shitty they are. Um, even though that's Brett's pretty bad, I believe they've only won three games all year. They have the worst run differential in baseball by far. But it is the fact that the team, the franchise, uh, signed an agreement to buy land in Las Vegas to build a new ballpark, which is kind of the beginning of the end of the Oakland Athletics. Um, the team hasn't really made it official that they're moving to Las Vegas, but this is you know pretty much seals the deal without actually s- sealing the deal. Um, there's been a lot of back and forth between the Oakland A's, you know, if, if they're going to stay in Oakland, if they're going to move to Las Vegas, uh, you know, the A's kind of released a statement, you know, kind of their, you know, cookie cutter, you know, we're disappointed that we couldn't make, have this deal done, but ultimately we decided to move forward with this, with this process. The mayor of Oakland, uh, kind of released a statement and she believes that the team acted in bad faith and used negotiations, uh, of building a new waterfront ballpark in Oakland as a leverage for the deal in Vegas. So it kind of seemed according to the mayor, that Vegas or that what that Oakland that the athletics were planning to move to Vegas the entire time. They were ne- never really had any true intentions of staying in Oakland, which, you know, for Oakland fans, it's really a shame because, you know, this is the third major sports franchise that has moved out of Oakland in, in the last few years, obviously the Raiders moving to Las Vegas. Um, and then the golden state war is moving from their arena in Oakland to, to downtown San Francisco. So um it's kind of a, it's kind of the major blow pretty much. There's pretty much no more major sports in Oakland. The, the, the athletics have been there for over 50 years. Um, just kind of a overall sad situation. Um, I, I, I think um, you, you never want to see fans go through that. Um, so I definitely have sympathy for, for A's fans. And I mean, it's, it's just, a atrocious to be, to, to, to be an A's fan right now, but um, just general thoughts and opinions on this one, guys. Nothing, nothing too complicated about this question, but just your overall thoughts about about hearing this news trade and what do you got.
0: Yeah, it just seems like um, the city of Oakland can't can't figure it out. I mean, I I I don't know the whole story and I don't know what's kind of, you know. You know what what what's kind of led to this? It sounds like it sounds like it could be elected officials that are having trouble, you know, maintaining these teams, and and maybe they're harder to work with, or, or or what have you. Um, you know that that much I that that much I'm unclear about. I do who I feel most for is the fans. Like that's that's really what that's really who we feel bad for, and I and I think you know it's fair that maybe the maybe the team acted in bad faith, and and you know, but look, Oakland. you lost three teams now i mean you lost two teams in in a span of five years um and i, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> like, I can't, like it just seems like there's a common denominator and and it's certainly not the oakland a's because they've been there they've they've stuck there for uh you know longer than than both the warriors and the and the um raiders so i i don't know it sounds it sounds like there might there might be some some issues on the on the political side and we already we always know what all these sports all these sports um issues is you know uh, is, is it going to be fully is a new look they, i think they need a new stadium i think that's probably the the, re- the real you know situation here and sometimes the city you know puts in for it sometimes the, the taxpayers don't want to deal with that there's a big mess there uh sometimes the an owner will come in and say hey i'm going to financing the whole project myself or you know what have you sometimes you're lucky sometimes you're not it really depends on is the team profitable? Is the team, you know, generating revenue? And I don't know if the A's are, I, you know, and maybe be. and I don't know what the case is there either. So um, I, I find it funny that there's some fans that are quite uh, upset because, uh, you know, they there's a whole campaign across their, uh, their uh, uh, stadium that says rooted in Oakland. Well, yikes. That's all I have to say about that. So
2: I I don't, know what to t- I don't know what to tell them. Um, I just feel bad for those Oakland A Oakland fans. Yeah, for sure. Um, I said, you always with stuff like this, it's deeply political. We don't really love to be a fly on the wall in those, in those conversations to kind of see really what was the main issues there. But, you know, from both sides, kind of, a he, he said, she said type of deal. But James, your, 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 your thoughts on the A's inevitable move to Las Vegas.
1: Traden, I hear what you're saying. Um, for the other teams, that makes sense about having the city of Oakland be kind of the common denominator there. But in this particular case, with this baseball team, I think it's the ownerships group for this one. They, they don't. They haven't upgraded the stadium. They haven't treated their fans correctly. They don't spend more money to get good guys. Whenever they do, they trade them away just to get more draft picks and to save more money. They don't spend money ever, and they expect their fans to be there. And these fans are still watching from home. They're just not going to the game, to the stadium. There was actually, before all this came out, they were planning a reverse boycott thing where they were going to pack the stadium to show ownership and show the city of Oakland that the ballpark and the fans aren't the problem. It's the ownership. We're not going to the games because this ownership sucks. And trading when the Oilers were doing shitty, you had the same idea. You were like, as long as people are going to continue going to the games, nothing will change. And re- here we are. People stop going to the games. They're still supporting from home. Like the the A's fans that I know are diehard A's fans. They love their team. They have, Tyler, you're wrong. They have four wins, not three. Uh, they have four wins on the season right now, and they're still watching every single game. The fans are not the problem. The city of Oakland is not the problem. It's the ownership group. And they're planning to move to Las Vegas and create an entirely new system a community i don't think that's going to happen because then you now lose all your fans that were from oakland who were diehard fans and you're going to take this really bad team that has four wins put them in vegas and hope that somebody will come watch them the reason why the golden knights were so popular is because they were good the first year the las vegas waiters are not that good and their fan base doesn't travel all that well the cool thing is that their stadium is awesome the A's, though, man, what do they have to show for it? They're going to move over there and have nobody come to their games again because nobody's going to watch an A's team play, and all your real fans are sitting back at Oakland who you just lost. When the Chargers moved from San Diego to Los Angeles, they lost the majority of their fans. Nobody likes the Los Angeles Chargers. They like the San Diego Chargers. Um, and the tough part about this is you put this, this stadium in Vegas – and it needs probably to be a closed stadium. You cannot have the thing open. It's going to be 114 degrees in the summer when summer when baseball is a summer sport. And Tyler, you know this. When you play UNLV, baseball's fly like no other. It's going to be a hitter-friendly ballpark. Who would want to pitch there? Nobody. This needs to be a closed stadium. If you get open, nobody's going to go anywhere because it's too damn hot. There's a lot of things wrong about this that the ownership group just doesn't understand. And I don't know why they can't figure it out. Cause I thought it was pretty, pretty simple. Maybe upgrade your stadium a little bit, throw some money to some players that can actually make a team watchable. And then you'll please some fans, but they haven't done it in years. And now they're, they want this blank slate. And I think it's dumb. They're going to fail.
2: Yeah. It'll be interesting to see, you know, how this all plays out. Um, I agree, James, it, it, you never want to see a team uprooted, you know, from their fan base. It's, it's, it's never, it's never good for anybody. Um, and I definitely think that this is going to be a franchise that's kind of be looked down upon by the rest of the league for a while. Um, you know, it doesn't help that they're really shitty right now either. Um, it's, it's, it's just, it's just a bad, bad situation in Oakland, but I agree, James. I think, you know, some of my, some of my favorite baseball fans and people are Oakland A's fans. And, you know, I just, I just feel for those guys and, you know, I mean, we'll, we'll see if they, if they jump ship to San Francisco, become giants fans or what they're going to do there but uh yeah it's, it'll be interesting to see how this plays out with if the stadium is going to be enclosed or not um that that'll be that'll be a huge deal they they do have a minor league baseball team in las vegas so it'll be one of the few cities that have both will have a both minor league and major league baseball team in the same city that minor league baseball stadium is outdoors which is pretty crazy um but you're right balls are flying out of there uh balls fly out of vegas it's absolutely insane so hopefully it's freaking 450 to dead center who knows <laughs> but um we we will see how that how that comes to fruition um but they're planning on breaking ground i believe or, or later in the summer um on 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 this ballpark so it's happening the, the the las vegas athletics are coming your way pretty soon here um so yeah um real quick i tar- have like a, a
1: change in design or even name because athletics green and yellow don't really make me think vegas
2: yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Obviously, the Raiders didn't do anything um, other than just the small little change from Oakland to Las Vegas at the top of their logo, but all the all the colors are the same. Um, the black and silver, I think, kind of plays a little bit. Um, I agree that you know green and yellow probably don't as much, but I don't see it happening, especially not right away. Um, I think they're they're fortunate that their logo is. I mean, they've they've actually a franchise that this will be their fourth move in their franchise. Um, And they pretty much kept the same name, the athletics and the A's, you know, they've been the same. They just changed, have have changed cities a a few times. So I don't see them rebranding a whole lot um, other than obviously the city, but I think that their Jersey and their overall logo will look pretty similar. I would imagine maybe in a few years, they'll change that up, but we'll see. Thankfully, Oakland's not doing a city connect Jersey this season, but let's get into (laughs) the city Connect jersey. We got two of them uh, to rate their back boys. And hopefully you guys. Um, are excited for this Um, so we're gonna share my screen here real quick Um, and the first one is going to be the atlanta braves uh with these with these bad boys right here um so pretty much it's very similar to kind of their throwback jersey just a little bit different kind of a a modern take on an old classic is kind of the words that they used uh so the white and blue trim uh, with a little bit of red in there uh just a couple of more angles for you um, this is kind of, you know, page homage to the, to the, to the Hank Aaron days. Um, you know, to me, I don't know, boys, it's, it's kind of, it's pretty much their throwback just a little bit different. So I don't really, it didn't really like what there wasn't anything really new here. Um, I think these jerseys like on the by themselves are really great, but this is one of most interesting ones. We, we, t- we talked about these with the NHL retro ones a lot. It didn't really hit the theme that well. I don't know if it did or not, but boys, let's see what you think, and then we'll, we'll go through ratings. Uh, traden, what do you got on these?
0: Uh, I mean, I like them. I mean, I think it misses the mark. Like, the, I mean, we're look talking city connect. You know, I think it kind of we talked about this with the reverse retro. Like, where's the connect? Um, I guess you're connecting to the team. <laughs> you know, your history of the team, but you, are you connecting with the city? I don't. I don't know. Um, I'm gonna. You know, I I think they look nice, so I'll I'll give them a six, but I think that kind of You know, that's it. Six point, six even. Six even for trading. James, what about you?
1: I do like the retro feel to this. This looks super, super, super old school, which I really like at this point because, you know, it brings all these older fans back in time, which is really cool. I enjoy the color scheme as well. It's very American-esque, the red, white, and blue. It's lovely. Uh, But it it does remind me eerily of the Oakland A's, what we just talked about. That A is eerily similar to the A that the athletics have. And just talking, thinking about, oh, even the hat has green under it. Like, bro, now now we're talking A's for real, you know, under that bill. And so, like, the jersey was cool. The jersey was legit. But then when you add that shade of the A and make me think of a terrible team like the Oakland Athletics, I'm bringing you down. Uh, We're going to go 5-7.
2: All right, 5-7 from James. Um, Yeah, I... For me, it's like they already had jerseys very similar to this, so it's kind of the originality is a little bit weird for me. Um, it's basically just like I as I mentioned, it's kind of their throwback, just slightly altered. Um, so that brings it down. But on their own, these are really beautiful jerseys. I, I think I think they're they're really nice. They're really clean. Um, you know, like I said, pays pays homage to kind of the Oakland A's of the of the '60s and '70s kind of era, which is great. Um, but for me, it didn't really hit the theme uh, for me as much with the city connect um, and kind of doing something different and new and exciting. Um, so I'm going to go with i uh, I'm going to go with five, eight, just, I'm kind of on the same track as you guys, uh, mainly in bringing it down just because like I said, it wasn't much different, you know, it just kind of, it's basically their throwback Jersey. So uh, moving on to the Texas Rangers, uh, really curious to see what you guys got on these um, basically Very different. You know, this definitely catches the eye. Um, The history behind this is basically paying homage to all of the professional Texas teams that have been through the history of Texas over the years. So the teams that are no longer around, a lot of minor league teams, a lot of teams before Major League Baseball became official and the Texas Rangers um, were franchises. There's a lot of other franchises in Texas and the the colors, the logos, everything about this is paying homage to those teams. So that's kind of what you're seeing here. Um, so for those of you listening, black hat with kind of an old English writing TX on it, uh, white jersey with um, with the black T- same TX logo on their chest along with uh, a big red number on their on their other chest. Um, and then black pants, which, hey man, you went big, but I'm interested to see what what the what the boys think. Uh, James, what do you got on these?
1: These ones are interesting, for me, um, because I really enjoy the uniqueness of it. Because we haven't seen a jersey like this ever, but then it's it also it's weird <laughs> uh, the the fact that the jersey number and the TX in Old English are in this symmetrical line for me. I don't, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, I think if they were staggered a little bit more, if the number was lower, I feel better about it. But for some reason, this reminds me of like a like a jumpsuit kind of thing, like your prison number and like where which prison you're at. That's what it makes me think of, <laughs> and I don't know if that's gonna be. That's probably not correct at all, but that's, like, the first thing that came into my mind, especially with the old English, the white, the black, the orange. Like, this it looks kind of like a prison-ish thing for me. And then the black pants. I do like the belts, though. The belts with the orange are sick. I like the orange and the white. Uh, but overall, man, I don't know. Like Some aspects of this I like. More aspects of this I don't like. I got to give it to the uniqueness. though. So the uniqueness is nice. Um but at the end of the day, I think
2: I'm gonna give this a six-one. All right, six-one from James. Trade. What do you got? I think this is sweet. I think I think this is a, uh,
0: I, I think this is a team that kind of you know th- they went for it in terms of the city connect. They're connecting to all of this history, and I think that that says something. I think the font the the, the font of the the numbers in particular, uh, the the little creature um, on the on the patch that they're all they're all you know paying homage to, they're all connecting to the, you know, the teams of, of, of before and, you know, within the area. And I think that that is, that, that's a plus for me. That's a huge plus for me. Uh, it, is it bold? Yes. Are the pants bold? Yes. That's fine with me. Um, I'm okay with, I, I'm I'm okay with a team kind of, you know, pushing it to the limit in, in, in an effort to really try to connect with, you know, with, with what the assignment is, and the, you know, this 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 was the assignment. D- does it look absolutely stunning? No. Is it is it a, is it a little uh, a unique? Absolutely. And I, that's what I that's what I'm going to give it points for. Um, I
2: I don't mind them. I'm going to give them a seven point eight. All right, seven point eight from trading for these guys. Um, I like what you said, trading. I know I know you're a big fan of kind of the, the the history behind it and all that all that stuff. Which I'm I'm really torn on these. I I love. That is, I love the logo, the, the old English TX logo. I think that's really cool. Um I like I like the history about it. I like I like the old um logos on the patches. I think it's really cool. I like I like the effort behind it. I like that it's different. I like that it's unique. That's the whole point of these jerseys. However, the freaking white jersey with the black pants is terrible. I I I, <laughs> I especially seeing it live I I I can't I just so bad. Um so I'm, I'm really torn if they had gone, you know, full white or even full black, that might have been way better. And maybe they'll change this. You, you see some teams kind of tweaking their city connects because they've gotten some feedback on how awful it is. Um, so maybe they'll kind of change stuff a little bit. But the black pants, man, I just I, I can't do it. I'm, like unless you're going all black like the Chicago White Sox did is fine. But the white and the black pants, there's something about that that just is cringeworthy for me. I don't know why it just, it doesn't work for me. So I'm a ton of torn. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give it a five, five, just because I really appreciate the thought behind it. I appreciate them going big, um, which is what I dinged the Atlanta Braves for not doing. Um, but yeah, it's just the, the, the black pants with the white Jersey, man, It just, it sucks. It just, it's really <laughs> sucks. <laughs> um, so they, thankfully they got a lot of points for um for everything else about it. But yeah, that color scheme is just it's 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 a tough one for me. But um that's what we got for the City Connects. We'll have a few more of these as, as we go along, but that's what we got for MLB this week.
0: Thank you very much, Tyler. I, I love doing the City Connects uh, every year. Is this the last round this season, or
2: no? I believe yeah. there are uh, six more. I believe on the docket this year, so uh, we should have six more coming eventually. And they'll kind of periodically every month or so. They'll, they'll,
0: they'll... and is that will, will that will that have covered the whole league,
2: or are we doing even more? Next no, there'll be there'll be even more. So I believe after this year, it'll be like like low like twenty two or something teams that have done it. So we still got like a third of the league still left um, after after this year.
0: Got it. Well, I I look forward to the next uh, next few that you bring us. Um, Thank you for that. Uh, You know, I I look forward to talking more baseball next week. Uh, We're going to take another break. And when we come back, we're going to the ice to talk about the NHL playoffs after week number one and a game when we come back. Welcome back, everybody. We're going to be talking about the first week of round one of the NHL playoffs here. Um, quite some interesting storylines so far. Um, you know, I kind of want to talk about every every uh, series that, we, uh, that we've that we seen so far. Um, we'll park some, sh- you know, shorter times for, for a series that just seems to be, you know, ending soon. And uh, spend a little bit more time on the others. Um, you know, uh, I, I task the guys with just covering their own. Um, that they covered last week, and 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 we'll start right from the top. Um, we had the Canes and Isles. Um, uh, that you know, I covered them last week. Uh, quite you know, quite an interesting situation here, um, guys. The Islanders can't score. The, the, the Islanders are absolutely horrible in terms of their offense right now. Um, their power play may be the worst power play of all time in playoffs. I, I, it's it's just absolutely horrible, and you know you know and and that's just not good that you just can't you you can't you know every you know i i think you win the win games 5 on 5 mainly throughout the uh you know the playoffs this playoffs there's more penalties than ever like we have we've seen ridiculous calls we've seen great calls um and we'll, you know we'll we'll probably talk about that later but you need to have a power play that can stand on its own and it just hasn't uh when most of your goals are coming from your from your identity you know fourth line grinders and not from your top guys that's a problem. Uh and I thought the Hurricanes would have a you know ha- have an issue a tu- Tuvo Taravainen went down with a with a broken finger. They're already missing Sveshnikov, they're already mixing ma- Matt Patrretti. So you're stuck with Sebastian Ajo and pretty much everybody else when we already know the Canes have had issues with uh you know finding goal scores, but they haven't really fa- had that much trouble here. Sorokin has not looked as good as, you know, I gave him credit for in this in the regular season. Um Canes are up 3-1 after four games. So uh uh, they took, you know, they took the first two games, um, you know, uh, at home, the Islanders, you know, took back their, uh, you know, defended home ice in game three, and then the Hurricanes stole, um, you know, a whole, uh, an away game on game four, uh, winning five to two. Um, to me, a series, you know, I've always said this, a series isn't interesting until an away team loses, I'm sorry, a home team loses, and uh, game four kind of, uh, you know, that that's that. <laughs> <laughs> for me um canes will have home ice advantage for the rest of this of, of the series um and and the series shifts back to carolina tomorrow um alex is not here but he had the canes in six i'm sure he's fine with that pick <laughs> so um uh, you know Um uh, james you had Isles in seven um the islanders need to figure out their scoring and they need to, to win three in a row how you feeling about this pick
1: uh pretty terrible I was really, really, really banking on <laughs> Bo Horvat to, you know, do some mm. fun. Uh, I said he's going to be the dagger in Game Seven, but yeah, he's where is he? I don't even know if he's alive at this point. Um, but yo, know, maybe if if Bo Horvat can score one goal, they, everything will change. Uh, but until that happens, they need a catalyst on the offense somewhere, and they're just not finding it, man.
0: No, they they really aren't. Um, Kyle Palmieri, Kyle Kyle has your has most of your points. You know, four for four, thirty one year old who gets fifteen minutes a night. It's not going to win. So, so are you changing now? Do you think it's going to be over next game, or what's your thoughts here? Let's do and six. and six. You think? Uh, okay, so you think oh, I think oh, I'll just pull off one more, and that'll be after to be it, tomorrow, obviously, and pull it back to and pull back to um, the aisle. Okay, sounds good. What about you, Tyler? You had – Tyler, you had Canes in six. What are your thoughts about this series? And are you, do you want to change that? Or what's your thoughts? I'm gonna go Canes in five. I think they finished up here in game five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I I'm with you. The, the, uh, and I, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to change it here. Cause I, I, I just don't know how the, how the Islanders can win a game. It's, it's, it's pretty dire for them. Um, James, I I actually do love the, uh, you know, the, 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 the analysis you had about this team. Um, I, I, and I thought Sorokin would kind of save them and he and just done enough. The hurricanes come at you with waves. Um, at the end of the day, I think that they, um, will be beaten. The Canes will be beaten by the, uh, by either the devils or the Rangers. I think we can all agree on that just given their, their personnel is kind of falling apart, but, um, until uh, you know, at least they, they, they can take down the Islanders. So that's, let's, let's shift over to the devils Rangers. Um, this one started out pretty wow <laughs> let's put it this way uh right i'm sorry let's put it that way um first two games rangers went into uh you know devil's ice and took both games by scores of five to one uh and I, like i said w- once a home team loses uh you know a, a series is in, a series is interesting and the rangers took the first two games on the road well um Last two games, the Devils went into MSG, and I, here I thought that they were going to get swept right out of the right out of the building. And wow, they they put together quite a quite a valiant effort in taking their two games on the road. So this is a very interesting see, uh, series. Um, we have no a home team hasn't won yet. Um, and uh, Tyler, I think you wanted to take this one. Um, does home ice matter in this series?
2: <laughs> Probably not in this one. I think it's been one of those weird ones. You see every, every once in a while, it's like. Every away team wins in a in a semi game series. It's very strange. Uh, who knows why that happens? But this may be one of those series. Um, it's it's it's. I, that's what I love about you know when you got two teams like this. There's a few other series that are that are similar to this one where it's just a, a, a team does something and then the and then the other team re, re, responds and it keeps interesting. You know, one one team kind of really can't really kind of keep their 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 foot on the gas pedal because the the the, the other team just ripping it away and saying, no, we're we're fighting back and we're going to make an adjustment. Um, I think the Devils did a great job of that. I mean, it, like you said, it looked very, very bad for them after game two, um, losing both games by a lot at home. It was like, how the hell are the Devils going to rebound from this? But they did. Um, so you got to give huge credit to New, New, New Jersey. You know, they seem to have shut down this Rangers offense that just annihilated them for two straight games. Um, and now it's like, who knows what's going to happen from here? I mean, it's a basically a best of three here now. Um, it's, it's going to go back to, 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 home, to home ice for, for the Devils, which they, all the momentum is in their, their, their favor now, but as we've seen momentum can, can change very quickly in, 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 hockey. So I, to me, it's this is a toss up, man. It, it really can go either way, but that's what you love about these, that of these type of series, this, these are the ones that you tune in on when, you know, if, if, if you're not a Devils or Rangers fans, you've got to tune in this to series because you just don't know where it's going to go. You really don't
0: um, look to, to me, and you know, so far early, early in the series, um, I thought it, it, it was interesting. The Rangers looked very good. They poured it on. They poured it on. If you look at the, if you look at the advanced stats, the, 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 the Devils were were beating this team five on five. I mean, they had the higher da- danger scoring chances. They had the the possession numbers. They had this. They had that. The biggest difference was the say was the save percentage um, in terms of high danger save percentage through through at least 3 games and this hasn't counted the fourth game the uh the rangers were 100% shustrkin was 100% at high danger at high danger ch- ch- uh, scoring uh against I- igor shustrkin has a 949 uh, save percentage through the first 3 games and the on the other side vitek Venicek looked bad <laughs> I and mean, he was getting lit up all over the place uh, and it just it just seems like New Jersey was going back to last year. I mean, they look great analytically. It's just they couldn't get a save, and, well, they got they got a couple saves the last couple games, so it, it's really a toss-up for me as well. Um, James, you had Rangers in six, which means they have to win the next two. Obviously, that's how math works. How are you feeling about this pick?
1: I feel great about this pick, man. I feel really, really good, even though analytically the devil should have won. Scoreboard, which really matters the most at the end of the day, has the, the Rangers like absolutely demolishing the the Devils in the first two games. Five-one, mm-hmm. five-one. Go back to, to the Rangers spot and then all of a sudden it's a it's a close game. Mm-hmm. The Devils won by a goal in overtime and then they won today three to one. Those aren't as decisive for me. The 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 Rangers have four more, eight more goals on them than the Devils do. And then you lose a close game here, you lose a close game there. That's playoffs. Which one has more momentum? And I, mean, I know momentum is a fickle beast when it comes to hockey. But at the end of the day, you go back to New Jersey, where you've won two games already. Cool. Do the same thing you just did. Probably going to be 5-1 again, because why not? I mean, history tells us it's been 5-1 and 5-1 again. The odds of it being 5-1 again are relatively high there, because that's how probability <laughs> works in consistency. Uh- <laughs> and then you go back and you go back to, to to New York and then when you're like oh let's just do the, the opposite of what we did the first two times we played at home and take the one there <laughs> obviously I'm great at analyzing this entire series because I seem right
0: <laughs> Rangers You <are> do. <laughs> um I actually thought um I was an absolute idiot because the, uh, the, the Rangers look so good but um the Devils uh, you know maybe they have gone through their their you know tough adversity and and think their lo- things looking up for them. I don't know um but um I Tyler you and I both have the the Rangers in 7. Do you
2: still feel that way? Yeah, I mean I think yeah too. Yeah, I think I said this as I mentioned the series is kind of a toss up so I'm I'm a, a sick with my original gut. I I I do think the Rangers are the better hockey team in this series, and I think as back and forth as it is, I think the Rangers are going to come out on top.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Uh, Alex has the Devils in six. I think that's still I mean, he's sick. I mean I, I really don't know what to think. I mean I'm I'm really at a loss. The Rangers looked a, haven't looked. Quite as great as the first two games, Uh, and and I don't know, I I don't know what to think. Um, And especially when you're when you're giving up home ice, I thought they would, I thought they would go back to MSG and just completely wax the Devils after after walking into the Devils' home ice and waxing them there, and they didn't, and that was confusing. I mean, you had the series completely, you owned it, you had it by the throat, and you piss it away. It just is very odd, especially for a team that you know that second game was 50 over 50 percent rangers sense it was basically a home game for you i thought that it would just that would carry over in uh, to me that's why i i just don't have any belief that momentum carries over game to game and tyler i think our series can prove that right there yeah <laughs> so yeah uh we'll get to that one though uh moving on to the uh to the team in the uh, top in the atlantic bruins uh panthers um wow um uh, Bru- bruins up three <laughs> one in the series Um, that first game, it just kind of, I liked, uh, I liked what, um, Alex said. It seemed like the Boston Bruins were playing with their food a little bit and they're dealing with the bug. Um, and, and I think they went past that. Although then they, then they, uh, did not defend home ice in game two, giving up a six goals and losing six, three, um, Boston then rattled off two games in a row. Um, James, this is your series. You had the Bruins in four. So you're wrong. Oh, I said, (laughs) I thought I said, Oh, oh, I thought you said sweep. I thought you said sweeping no? though.
2: I think you said sweep.
0: Okay, cool. Four. Gentlemen Whatever. Sweep. Yeah. I think you said maybe I don't In know. My notes I have
2: five. Wow. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. So I you play so the you, do, do, do you think Panthers have any shot? No. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> do you I
1: think mean,
0: they I have know. a do you think they have a shot at least to go back to sunrise for game six? No. No. We're only no. five, like I
1: originally said. All um, right, yeah. <laughs> it's I mean, like. Bergeron has been out for a while. He should be back soon. If he's not already back, I don't remember. Uh, Pasta only has two goals. Once he starts turning it on, because I don't think he's trying that much just yet. Like there's no chance that the Panthers have a a chance. There's no chance that they have a chance in this series. If Pasta decides that he wants to come and play. I think that's at the end of the day, that's what's going to happen.
0: I think you're right. Uh, Pasternak, uh, um, you know, not, not, not doing the best. And that's fine because Taylor Hall, wow, seven points in four games. Hell, hell of a job there. Uh, and that's, you know, that that's just kind of the way it is uh, for, this, you can't, for this. You story. can't forget about Bertuzzi, man. That psycho, what a pick-up. He, he is a fucking Amazing. psycho. Uh, Tyler, you and I both have Bruins in five. So does Alex. It's over next. It's over tomorrow. So yep. Let's, yep. Uh, let's move on. <laughs> Leafs Lightning. Holy fuck. <laughs> what a series. What an absolute series and right now so everybody knows Toronto is mounting a comeback down they were they were down 3 goals and now they're only down one with 6 minutes left um and what an absolute shit show a series um it started out um really bad for the Leafs they they looked so bad in game 1 giving up 7-3 and they looked so good in game 2 winning 7-2 um and you know then then the game went to then game 3 went to overtime on the um uh, uh, you know and Toronto took took the series two, one lead uh, Toronto was looking to take a commanding three, one lead, but they, they did not look great starting out. And I, and I've said this, there's a lot of controversy that said in terms of, you know, reffing and, and uh, goal scoring. We had Kyle Dubas, the GM of, of Toronto uh, start to ha- start to get into it with fans on the Tampa Bay side, it, it just, and, and melees are, in, are, are going crazy. Like these two teams hate each other. Like there's a, there's a legit rivalry between the Leafs and, and Toronto uh, or, or, between the Leafs and Tampa Bay at this point, Tyler, you, you were asked to cover this team or this, uh, this series. We all have the Leafs. We all have the Leafs. Um, James and Alex had the Leafs in five that uh, well, that can't, I guess that could happen, but uh, you know, we'll see. Um, we both, both of us had, the, had the Leafs in six to me. I, <laughs> it seems like you just gave ter- the the Tampa Bay lightning who were down defenseman they were they were down guys. Life. You gave them life. And that's the worst fucking thing you can do. Um you had you have Toronto beat writers talking shit almost to to their to the to John Cooper. Where are you feel how are you feeling about this series? Even with four minutes left, Tampa Bay's up four three.
2: Dude, it's like I said, I think it's it's the most intriguing, the most um one of the most watchable series in the first round. And it's, it's, probably the kind of the, 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 top ticket in the think of playoffs for so many reasons, as you mentioned, it's, it's, it's got so much history, so much recent history. There's so much off ice, you know, chatter going on between, between fan bases, between the media. Uh, and obviously the, 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 action on the ice is, is, is even better. I mean, you saw the lightning come in and just wallop Toronto in game one. And then Toronto fans were about to shit themselves and then they come back game two and they wall up Tampa Bay. you are like, okay, now we're back. And then they come and they win game three on their own Tampa. They're like, okay, to might it might be over in five. And then now Tampa Bay is coming back and they're kicking their ass today. So it's it's just you love it, man. you you a lot of love this rivalry and these guys when when they match up in the playoffs, it, it it's so, it's just great hockey, man, and you you just got you gotta love watching it. You don't know where it's going to go. I think all of us really have faith that I, I, I believe we still have faith that Toronto going to pull it off, but it's not going to be easy because it's Tampa Bay. And there's something about that. There's every league in, 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 in professional sports has that team that you just can never bet against them. And we, we, we talked about it at, at length last week, Tampa Bay is that team. They're, they're going to come a balls a blazing. doesn't matter who's on the ice, who's not on the ice. It doesn't matter. The Tampa Bay lightning. And all, 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 the projections and all, all, all the eye tests, whatever you got, throw out the window because they're coming in and they're gonna give it everything they got and they're gonna push this thing to seven. That's it's, 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 it's what's gonna happen. But I, I still believe Toronto will, will get it done. But goddamn, the Tampa Bay Lightning are fucking sensational. It, they're, they're, they're just out of, out of this world. When you count them out, it doesn't matter because when it comes to playoff time, they're just gonna be, they're gonna, they're, 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 they're gonna be champs, and that's what they're proving again here. <sighs>
0: I, look, to me, if you give the Bolts a game seven, I, I, I just I don't know how you win that. I, I, I don't. I mean, Vasilevsky can get up for games, and those are the games he gets up for. He's not look good. He's not look good in my opinion. Neither has uh, Samsonov on the other side. The goaltending is not a, f- a fucking problem. To me, it's this, it's this mental issue with this Toronto team. You can't go out and give up four goals against a team that is held together with duct tape at this point i don't I it, that doesn't I, I just don't get it um and uh james i i saw you send a picture to us he did say uh gentleman sweep for the bruins so we all well he we all said gentleman bruins and now uh gentleman sweep for the bruins there so i just wanted to clear that up um james also said leafs and five on the podcast but on this thing it said at least six i think so i i don't know what i don't I don't know what to think. I don't I don't know what to say, but <laughs> um James, why don't you address the Leafs side? You said Leafs and Five on the podcast. That means they have to win this game and win um in Toronto game five. <laughs> and they just tied the they just tied the fucking game. So it's four, four, four minutes left. Um p- perfect timing for me to bring this up, James. <laughs> Do you still like the Leafs in five or six? I don't know. <laughs> I like, I like the Leafs in five.
1: If they win tonight, I like the Leafs in six, if they lose tonight, you know, cause that's how math works.
0: Um, Do they have to win in six?
1: Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. I mean, we all know this, Like, just like, you know, like the bear poops in the woods and, and there's the Pope Catholic. And, um, am I a certain color? Like kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I hope you listen to this. Uh, you cannot go to a game of seven with Tampa Bay and Vasilevsky because you will lose. So you gotta do everything you can to get it within six games. Cause after the, after that six game, it's done zone. Game over. Um uh, so yeah, six. Tyler,
0: so you're saying six? Well five. fuck, I, I really five, six, five or six.
2: Tyler, you say Leafs in six. You like that or no? I, I'm gonna stick with it, you know. Obviously, we start this conversation. The Leafs look like they're about to lose, and then the conversation's over, and it looks like they might just fucking win it. So, again, gotta love playoff hockey. But I'll I'll stick to my original gut, which was Leafs and six. I'm gonna stick with Leafs and six. I do think that they figure it out, but it they have to, <laughs>
0: like they absolutely have to, um, or else I, heads are rolling, dude. Like heads are fucking rolling. And rolling and rolling. Okay, let's move over to the to the west. Um, the Kraken, Kraken versus the Abs. <laughs> what an absolute team this Abs team is being. You know, they 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 are looking much much better now. At last, uh, you know, last game. Um, it it was very interesting to see the Kraken take game one. I thought I I felt that that was quite interesting. The Avalanche looked very very bad. Um, I I think that they you know they they didn't have quite the step like we normally see them, um, and and the Kraken were coming out and saying you know what no one no one's betting for us that's fine we're just going to go in there and and play a game of hockey and they did and they and they took a game and they very well could have won game two I think they were up but they gave up a two goal lead and they ended up losing the Colorado Avalanche three to two and then. Colorado, um, you know, handled, handled the Kraken pretty, pretty nicely in game three. Uh, and, and the next game, game four is just about to start this evening here. Um, for me, I I just don't know how the Kraken can handle an avalanche team that's starting to, to, to get hot. Um, you know, Kale McCarr is doing Kale McCarr things. J- Nate McKinnon is the second best player on the planet. You can't, you can't argue otherwise. Sorry. It's, it is what it is. Uh, Miko Ranton is continuing his, uh, his dominance. And to me guys, Um, I had let's see, I had the abs and six. I think I actually don't think Seattle wins another game. That's that's my personal opinion. So I'm going to change my my guess there. Um,
2: Tyler, you had abs and six. Um, do you think Seattle wins another game? I do. I think I think they I think they're going to win tonight. Um, I think that'll be the last win that they get. Um, yeah, I, I I do think that there still is. I mean, I think. I don't know. I think like there there's some fight left in this in this Kraken team. But you're right. I mean, this Avalanche team is sensational. Um, I'm not worried about them moving past the Kraken here, but I do think the Kraken have one more game in them. So I'm still going to pick the absent six. Appreciate that, uh, James. You agree with uh, or I guess you you agreed
0: with me now that it's going to be in five games. Do you think Seattle wins another game?
1: No, they do not. The Avalanche are heating up. You can't stop that at all. I mean, if a real avalanche starts to get momentum and heat up and starts to get bigger and bigger, there's no way you're stopping that. And that's what the avalanche are like. They're like a real avalanche. You can't stop them now.
0: As a fan of a team in the West, I really want it to go long. I think it's important it goes long, but I just don't think it will. I think it goes. I think it's a five-game um, sweep after the first game because <laughs> of four games in a row. Uh, moving on to the Stars Wild. Um, what a wild series. Uh, no, no pun intended. Um, he, guys, Ottinger is just unbelievable. James Ottinger, like just, I, I don't know. I, I don't know what to, what more to say. This, uh, this series has been quite the quite the melee. I mean, an absolute, you know, some, some games are just barn burner. Some games are just like tight, tight checking, um, bullshit calls all over the place. Um, we know one team is meaner than the other and one team is just more, in my opinion was higher skilled, um, we saw a second overtime, uh, game one where Minnesota, um, you know, stole game one, um, from Dallas stars, Dallas stars responded with a very, you know, very interesting performance winning seven, three, um, then no momentum swing because Minnesota won five one at home. Um, and then Dallas, you know, stole back home ice advantage. I'm in game four. So here we are, um, game, uh, it's a best of three from here on out Dallas. It has the whole ice advantage. James, what's your thoughts on this uh, series? You had the stars in five, by the way.
1: Yeah, so that's wrong. (laughs) Um, I, when we initially talked about this, I'd said that the Stars would win in five, but it'd be a very close game, like game to game scenario be a one goal thing. I was wrong on that as well, uh, except for the first game. The first game was insane, man. After that Pavelski hit, after he went down, that Dallas crowd was something I've never seen before. I could feel their energy from the TV. Like I could not keep my eyes off of that. And I, I think that the, Oilers and Kings were playing the same night too, and I wanted to watch that, but I couldn't move from the Dallas Stars game. Like I stayed up to watch that game because it was so incredible. Yeah. Um, it's it's uh, it's. I don't want to say this is a goaltending battle, because it's really not. Even though Philip Gustason on the other side is doing better than Ottinger in terms of numbers, um, but I think it, what it comes down to is is physicality and emotion and heart, because the as soon as Pavelski went down, you saw all the this backhanded checking and trying to get a Kuro Kaprizov, right? You took out you took the wild took out one of the most important pieces that the the stars have. And so you gotta retaliate. And they retaliated. And Kaprizov is plain scared, man. Like that dude is getting hurt out there, coming off an injury. He's playing, he's getting hurt, he's getting bombarded. Uh, even Revo can't even like be the guy to absolutely help him every single time. He has one goal this entire series, and he was supposed to be the offensive mastermind behind this wild team. I think if it continues going like this and, and the, the Stars continue playing the way they're playing, it's a war of attrition out there, and I think the Stars win. I think the Stars have a more physical team. I think they have wow. a little more of a talented team. And I get Revo is on that side, but these little tiny cross checks that they're doing every single play—it's—it's—it's—it's more it's, it's, it's attrition, and I—I I like the stars in this.
0: Wow. Um, and, and so you like so you still like the stars? Obviously, you know you 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 can't be right about the games. So what do you see? Six, seven? What do you see here? Six. Six. So you think they win the next two? Yeah. Um, Tyler, you had the stars in seven, seeming like it's going to go but do you, you do want to
2: change your your team and or number of games? No, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with my original my original pick. Uh, this is a, a series similar to kind of like the the Devils Rangers, where you know it's just it's it, it's it's teams responding to to teams back and forth, and it it's, it's what you want from a series, right? And it's really who's gonna who's gonna respond a little bit better is who's gonna come out on top. I I agree with everything that James mentioned. I think I think the Stars have what it takes to win a seven game series against this Wild team. Jake Ottinger, I think, is going to be the difference. I think he's playing out of his mind. When you when you, when you got a goaltender that locked in, hard to beat. But I think the Wild are no sleepers. Um, I think I think they've been in the post in the, in the playoffs quite a bit and really haven't advanced far. I think there's a lot of motivation from that fan base. I think they're they're going for it. Um, so I I definitely think that they're going to come out uh, um, firing all, on on all cylinders as well. So I have no doubt it's going to go seven. Um, it's really again. Very similar to that Devil's Rangers one where it's kind of a coin flip, but I'm gonna to stick to my gut and I'm gonna go stars and seven. Stars and seven. Okay.
0: Um I had stars and six. I I I know this is going seven. I I really do. I I think that both teams are just are playing at their best. Um I I I I actually don't know what to think about the the Dallas Stars in term if 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 Ottinger is not gonna give them a full like, you know, a, a Look, ottinger has been great at times, and then he has been great at times, and that, and I think that that's a problem. But I mean, when he's on, he's on, and that's a that's a problem. The Minnesota Wild looked like a team possessed at times, honestly. Um, and, and for me, you know, Marcus Felino being in the being in the mix, Matt Dumba is an absolute fucking animal. Um, um, t- you know, I, I don't, you know, after long review of that hit on Pavelski, it I don't think it was dirty. It was, it was, it was a hurt. It was a hit that you don't ever see. Right there. And it's all playoff hockey. I mean, uh, and then that's just players change. They really do. And, and um, to, to me, I, I don't I don't know what to think, because I don't think that the, the momentum's shifting either one way. I'm going to stick with my stars pick I, because I, I agree with James. I think they're the better team in terms of their makeup. But I am not shocked if Minnesota wins the series either. I, I really think that they have the capabilities of winning it. And I and and it's complete toss up for me. Um, so, um, I have stars in seven now, uh, uh, moving on, James, you you are set to cover the Knights jets. Um, this one has been kind of interesting. I mean, it's kind of overshadowed by the other, by the, by the other Pacific division, um, situation going on. Um, but you know, it, it, it has been interesting. We have seen some, some great games, um, you know, Winnipeg came in and, completely stole the game from the uh, from the Vegas Golden Knights guys the home team or the home team has not been the favorite has not been winning games like i think this is the most away um away team wins we've seen in, a, in at least in the first week of playoffs in a long time um then vegas you know ha- handled handled the Winnipeg Jets quite handedly and then they won a second overtime uh, in second overtime on game 3 they play to they play this evening um to see you know to see if uh, the golden knights can take a commanding um 3-1 lead Jack Eichel has finally got his points in Mac, uh, Mark Stone coming in and finally scoring and doing something James I think has definitely like woke that team up um I think Mark Stone is a he is such a huge part of that uh of that, that Knights team um Laurent Brissoit has not looked great at you know 0.897 percentage but neither is Connor Hallibach which is surprising at 8.94. so like it's not really a a, a goaltender battle I'll tell you that. Um, it's just kind of who's, who's finding their scoring um, at the right times. Um, so, James, what are you thinking about this series right now?
1: When we initially talked about this, I said that the Knights would win in six because there would be some timely scoring on the just end in two games. I'm kind of right, kind of wrong on that because of the fact that goaltending isn't as much of a factor as I thought it was going to be. Both goalies, like you would mentioned, are both under 900. I mean, hella buck to be under 900, and I have been – like pumping this guy's tires all season long from the get-go. I was like, he's, he's one of the best. Like he's good. He's going to carry this team to the playoffs. And he did. And he's going to be the guy that kind of will get help the jets be competitive. And he's not been the guy that's been keeping this jets team competitive. It's been everybody else, with their timely scoring. Pionk has five assists. What? That's good. Good for him, man. Lowry has four goals. Did I know who that guy was before this? I looked this up. No. But he's showing out right now, so good for him. Good job, Adam Lowry, and your full four goals. But I, I trading like I like you mentioned, man, when Mark Stone came back in and started scoring, started doing stuff, it was like we know we've seen this movie before. We know what this is like. We know how we feel when this happens, and we're kind of going to be unstoppable now. We're going to go back to the nights of old where we we're extremely good when Mark Stone was in the lineup and at, at this point there's no looking back i actually think that the knights will win in 5 at this point going forward no longer 6 i think it's 5
0: so you you think the jets no longer win in this uh no longer win a game um i do i do want to apologize for something i said last podcast i said the jets had never won a playoff series that is totally wrong um, but they haven't made it to the third round i, I guess i kind of just had a big mind you know, fuck, which is what happens all the time for me. So I, I, you know, when, when you make a mistake, be loud, be proud, be okay with it. So I'm, you know, I'm wrong. James, I like that pick. Um, Tyler, we need this to go long. One of us, are one of us are going to come out of this dog. We, I know we're talking about our series soon. We are going to game seven. There's no doubt about it right now. We cannot ha- have the Jets and or Knights be rested. You have the Knights in five. I know you probably don't want that, but do you like it in terms of being right about the series?
2: Yeah, definitely don't want that. I, damn, dude. It, it, obviously, this game that's going on right now, it's it's really it's really going to depend on on what's going on. They're t- tied one one the first. Dude, I I feel like I've stuck with my guns this entire time, and I'm gonna just keep doing it because I'm gonna stick to my guns. So I I do think Vegas <laughs> is probably gonna win this in five. Um, just based on what we've seen so far in this series. I I just think that they're just a significantly better hockey team here. Um, And if they can pull out this game four, um, they've already responded very quickly. I mean, uh, Winnipeg went up and then two minutes later, they scored the equalizer. So um, Vegas is looking good boys and I, 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 it sucks. And, but I don't, I said, I I would love it to go seven. Um, Definitely, obviously a big jets fan right now um but i just i think that the vegas golden knights are just that good of a team and i'm i think that they won't win this thing in five
0: yeah i'm with you i'm sticking with my guns here um i think all of us you know james went down games i think alex would agree he's at least going down one game i don't think this game this goes to game seven although we need it to (laughs) but it just won't which leads us to the final series that we need to talk about um the edmonton Oilers versus the la kings um Game 1 saw the Edmonton Oilers wax the floor with the Kings 5 on 5, completely wax the floor with them. But the dumb fuck Edmonton Oilers give up a two-goal lead once again because of stupid penalties twice. and untimely sorry. They give a two-goal lead twice. <laughs> yes. They, they they did. They did give up a two-goal lead <laughs> twice. Uh because of uh, because of stupid penalties, uh, you know, some you some uh, you know, we'll, we'll get into the the refing side. Um, you know, right or wrong, but the others took some untimely penalties, stupid penalties, and you know it cost them and um, broke down at the wrong times. The Kings stick to a system; they are very systematic, they are very boring, they are very fucking f- f- uh, frustrating. I have never hated the LA Kings more than I do right now. Um, and I've hated the ducks quite a bit. This, this is a, this is like next level (laughs) right now, (laughs) Tyler, um, you know, I love you, but fuck you, by the way, um, (laughs) Alex to you too, um, Tyler, you're covering this. We saw, you know, we saw the Edmonton Oilers, the better team, um, five on five, at least for the first two games, I would even say to an extent that game three, but you know, it could go either way um you know we saw that we saw the controversy in game three with the high stick i I don't even want to get into that um because it was exactly you know made up for with that terrible call on fiala that is not a trip sorry um but we took advantage and and you know i we could have all cried about the 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 refs in the first few games um and now you guys can cry about the rest of game four i think i think it's pretty First of all, I think we can agree the refing's terrible. Like, we, we don't even fucking know what's going on,
2: right? Yeah, I think everyone's crying about the referees right now. Um it's it's shitty, man. You the entire
0: league too. It's it's, it's playoff hockey. It's- Dude,
2: it's like all all these bullshit soft penalties are are bullshit on on both sides. It's it needs to stop. I don't I don't I don't I don't know what's going on there, but um yeah, but this series, man, I I love it. It's everything I wanted it to be so far. Um it's 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 it's, it's, it's been great. Um, obviously as, a, as, a, as a, as a Kings fan, you know, last night's, uh, loop, you know, blowing a three goal lead sucks. Um, you know, I think we definitely, after that first period, we were, we were looking really good. Even train you texts to the group saying the Kings had it in the bag. And I responded saying, there's a lot of series left, you know, and, uh, unfortunately the Kings didn't get my message relayed to the locker room because they thought <laughs> this group was also wrapped up and they let the Oilers come back and uh make it a game. And they, they eventually won that game in, in, in OT, but three, three, three overtime games and in, uh, the first four games, all of them, one goal games. I mean, this is what you want with these two great hockey teams going at it. And, uh, it's been a joy to watch. It's been on on my edge of my seat the entire time. Uh, I love it, man. It's, it's, it's brilliant hockey on both sides. Um, and obviously I'm, you know, I, I picked the Kings in seven. I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns there, obviously. Um, but you know, the Oilers, you know, damn, I mean, you know, dry sidle is, is fucking unreal. I think Mc David, you know, I think has been a little bit inconsistent maybe, but he still has his, his brilliant moments, but yeah, dry. I, I fucking hate dry sidle right now. Um, uh, that, <laughs> that, that, that dude is killing us. Um, I, I gotta give some props to, uh, Corpusalo. I think he's really stepped up and been the guy we need oh in this series. I think he's been incredible. Um, he's going to be the reason we win this series if we do, um, and having Fiala back obviously is huge for us. So I think I think the Kings are, you know, despite that game four disappointment, we had a chance to really kind of you know go go with the jugular there in uh game four. We didn't do that. Um, but I like the position we're in. I think if we continue playing the style of hockey that we played this series, um, I think that we're gonna come out on top.
0: Yeah, uh for for me, I think that the better team lost three of these games.
2: Yeah.
0: Does that make sense? I no think doubt, yeah. I think the better team of the first of uh I think both of the of the two, you know, wins initially. I guess two, yeah, two, your two wins. I think we probably deserved it. If you if if you look at it five on five, we did not deserve to win that game yesterday. We had no business winning that game, and it just that's hockey. Um, and so it, that that's what's so interesting about this. Um, I I was a pissed off individual last night. I'll tell you that. Um, Corpusalo is your MVP right now. Um, Anze Kopitar is losing the ba- like he has plenty of points, but I think he's losing the battle to to try side well in that matchup. Philip Deneau is winning his matchup against McDavid. I really do believe that. Um, McDavid's, you know, he's looked fine. He's looked good. He's just, Deneau is just like all over him. And and that's how you have to play. Um, so, James, you had Oilers in four.
2: Okay. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, do you want to talk about that or do you just want to like cheese the number? <laughs> um, I, the Oilers in seven. <laughs> Oilers <laughs> in 7. Okay, okay, okay. It's a uh, series the
1: leads don't matter
0: until there's 0 minutes and
1: 0 seconds on the clock. But it is
0: Yeah. Um Tyler, you have Kings in 7. Do you think yeah. this is going 7 games? Absolutely. Absolutely. I am I had Oilers in 6. Um I'm going to stick with that. Um I know that I know I look, I, I it's only because I think that you know the two players that needed to score yesterday were the heroes. Vander Kane looked has looked not very great and he scored the tying goal. And then we saw um, Zach Hyman who hasn't looked great and he scored the winning goal after he took a bad penalty. I think maybe he's woken up now and okay, now it's time to start playing a full game. Don't be stupid. Don't be taking stupid penalties. Don't let them into the game. I, I like to hope that we'll win the next two. I Tyler, I, I, that's no disrespect to the Kings. It's, it's also hopeful helpful thinking because I just, we just, I just, none of us can really have a game seven, even though the world loves it. Um, and, you know, you stuck with your guns the entire time too. So I better stick to my guns too. So sure. um, it, it is, it has been quite, a, quite a battle. That series is absolutely batshit. I don't know what to think. I mean, I, I, I know that we won. I don't think there's any, there any carryover back to Edmonton in terms of uh, of um, momentum. I think that that is a dead idea. So uh, I, I, it is going to be an interesting, uh, best of three right now. Seattle just scored with 16, uh, 60 minutes left in the first period after a pretty nasty hit. I don't know who it was, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, but that's all we have for today's, uh, today's podcast. Um, you know, Alex, as I mentioned, we miss you. Uh, we look forward to having you back in a couple weeks, but, um, next week it's going to be same guys. I believe I think he's out next week. Right guys. Um, by then we will know who is going on to the next round or at least should, for the most part, there might be a couple games that kind of have to, uh, you know, finish up um, the Edmonton uh, Kings. One is very interesting game six is, or game five is tomorrow and game six is Saturday. So um, we might be talking about game seven um, on Monday. Uh, um, unless you're me, I'm that's not the case, but we shall see. Um, we really appreciate you guys really appreciate our fans. Um, you know, um, check us out on all of the on all the social media. Um, we we hope you guys are enjoying all the spo- uh, all of the playoffs. Uh, maybe we'll maybe we'll look at some NBA stuff next week as well because you know, they got to be they got to get some love. Um, but that's all we have this week for episode one forty five. Um, we, we hope it's a fun one. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.
2: The Lakers.